Hello great minds, hello great people, and I really want to welcome you to Steady Live International Conference tonight. Yeah, my name is Wanko Nogun Femi, and I am so happy to be on board today. One, for the fact that um, it's Valentine's Day, um, and today I want to discuss a topic um, that cuts across our sector. So I like that you invite your friends and you share the links to a couple of more persons so that we can have a full house and you can equally chat with me, you can use the chat box and let's all be a particle of what the Lord will do tonight. Thank you so much. So in the next few seconds from now, we'll go ahead and I trust that the Lord will do us good and he will teach us by himself tonight. Yeah, so please just still do where to share the link and why we'll await others to connect. Alright, so um, I wasn't supposed to be the one to anchor today's session and I don't want to bore you with that information. So um, we're supposed to be one of our co-leaders at Steady Life International Conference, but um, for one or two reasons, um, he wasn't available to take the session and uh, he, I just deemed it fit that what could be best we talk about tonight, what could be best that we help ourselves learn together tonight. and. I had this impression in my heart that let's discuss about the way to love. And even while I was there, just selecting and having to conclude on this topic, I was just there wondering, am I the right person to talk about this? Like, am I even qualified to talk about the way to love? Have I experienced or have I given out um, some quality kind of love to others? So while all of these thoughts was just running through my mind, I was also there just trusting the Holy Spirit that, Everything I would say today that I would equally be uh, blessed by the words and I wouldn't speak of myself. And while all of these things were building up in my heart and in my spirit to talk about, then I came to the summary of the fact that everything we'll talk about here today um, would be amazing. And if you're just getting to connect to Steady Life International Conference, um, this is a platform where we learn to be the best version of ourselves. Uh, we understand the fact that in a society and in a world where so many things are happening, where you can easily not even find people of like minds as yours, or that are doing things the right way, that are adequately following process to be the best version of themselves. So we just study wise that, okay, let's build a society, let's build a community where we are of like minds, we teach ourselves to be better, we equip ourselves with contents that will edify us outside of the secular things that just clouds our heart and not make us even um, desire to, to press in further. Because the truth of the matter is whether we like it or not, we see people that are really 
um, doing things rapidly, like they are going at a very much faster pace, either through legitimate or illegitimate means. And we understand what it means to follow process in this part of our own world. And we don't want to cut corners because we understand the effect of adequately um, building through the process. We gain mastery by learning every day. So that is why we've built Steady Life International Conference. And I am not just the convener. I have a whole lot of great leaders amongst us that God has been using to bless us over the months. Um, a few of them is Adirante Oluwatobi, Ijeoma Okore, um, Oroluwa Komolafe, Best Osubeni, Imamori Akwerebe, um, Osamagwe, Onuwabagwe, Israel, and my humble self, and a chain list of great folks, Mr. Simlendo, and so many great folks as such. So um, we really humbly welcome you on board, and we delight to see you fellowship with us. Yes, fellowship is um, a way of communion, like intimacy. We get to know ourselves better. So when I mean fellowship, I only, I'm only using it from this definition perspective here, and it will really be a great time. So look forward to... Um, us every now and then at Steady Life International Conference on Mixellar and across every other social platform. And we look forward to having you be a partaker and be a member of our community. If you would like to be, you can always reach out to me or any of the leaders and we look forward to having you um, be amongst us. We go live every Mondays like this, Wednesdays and on Fridays at exactly 8 p.m. West African time. And we definitely trust that um, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we will together grow in God's stature, in God's favor, and in God's wisdom so that we would together affect our world and make our world a better place. Thank you so, so much. And so we're getting started already. Um, it's scheduled for 8 p.m. and we are live. So please, if there's need for you to share the link to your status or to a couple of your friends, I wouldn't mind you doing that. Let's be partakers of this and together we would build a stronger community it is easier to break um, a, a stick of a broom when when the number increases it's difficult to bend and it's difficult to break so let's build folds of cords that can't easily be broken and we can only do this together so i want you to see yourself as a part of the family um or we just raise up ourselves be the best version of ourselves so you are adequately welcome on board Alright, so today being Valentine's Day, yes, let me ask, how many of us um, had a wonderful time today? Uh, be sincere with yourself. I understand that some persons have to go to work, some persons are happy because of the um, ASU strike for those in Federal Institute, and some persons are more of, okay, what's the next thing now, I have a busy routine at work, and they like, some persons are just um, are navigating um, <laughs> via several social platforms to see what's happening, to see the, the new um, trend and the likes. Uh, but for me, today was a pretty great day at work. Uh, I had to be saddled with a couple of responsibility and you were still bent on helping me be a better version of myself. And I don't want to bore you with all of the story, but it's just me giving you a summary of how my day went and I trust that you had a great day yourself too. So moving forward, we're talking about the way to love today and I believe that by the help of the Holy Spirit we will adequately do justice to this. And I'm only drawing a part of reference from the story of Jacob. That would be my reference point. I'm drawing my reference point from the story of Jacob. And you might be wondering that why Jacob? Why the story of Jacob? Why the story of Jacob? Um, because Jacob is um, his brother to um, Esau and um, from the look of things, he had to leave his father's house and the like. He had to go 
fellowship um, to live with um, another family. Then in the course of him living with another family, he, he saw uh, he, he was uh, he was drawn, he was attracted to um, his occupant or the person aboding him in his in his place. To, he was drawn, he was attracted to um, the person's daughter. So, but it is logical because um, as humans, there are points in our lives where we cannot fake our emotions. Yes, because we get to see things, we are human beings, and when we see things that are attractive as touching people, individuals, sometimes um, uh, we cannot just contain this, this effect. So, while Jacob was there serving at Laban's house, Laban is um, the person's name who he was staying with, um, he saw um, his beautiful daughter, Laban has two daughters, one was Leah and the other one was Rachel. So we are talking about the way to love. So if you are wondering why am I talking about this, then we will get to know very soon. And so why Jacob was there serving, just looking after um, Laban's cattle, his, his, his stalks and the like. I hope you can hear me, please. Um, if you can hear me, please just leave a message via the chat box. Just say something. If you want me to adjust, if you want me to be much more audible, anything you would want me to do at this point in time, I humbly welcome it. So... Please make do of the chat box and let me know what you think I should um, address if my audio is too loud, if I need to rectify that. So, so we're thinking about the way to love, like I said. And while he was there serving, looking after um, Laban's sheep and cattle, it is very logical. <laughs> things like this can be very distracting, you know. Because one of the things you understand is that as individuals, when you get to see someone you love so much, you would go any length to, one, not offend that person. You would do everything to still look cool before the person. You would do everything to still maintain stature and still end the respect you desire from such person. So while um, Jacob was tending um, Laban's sheep and cattle, um, you could imagine Rachel could just come around or just come keep him company and from there um, affection began to grow and the likes so he was willing to go the extra mile to prove his love for Rachel and one of the things about love is that love um, doesn't compromise it doesn't consider how far it doesn't consider the duration love can really go any length to satisfy or to do that which uh, it really seeks to fulfill so while he was there serving, imagine you're serving somebody already which should even qualify for a genuine reason to be um, bestowed a beautiful damsel or to be bestowed a damsel for himself. And because Laban understood the fact that Jacob loves Rachel so much, even without um, getting to reach him first or communicate his love to her. Well, maybe from the look of things, you can always tell. There are ways that your mom would see you and probably your relative will see you or your colleagues will see you with the rate at which you discuss with some persons either in school or at your place of work. And even though you don't have anything to do in common as touching relationship, but you've built so much bond that people can seemingly assume that, oh, are you two dating? Are you two married? Are you two together? Are you having anything in common? And this is um, some of the things that played out why Jacob was serving at Lavan's place. Um, Rachel would easily just naturally come around from the look of how I would naturally depict it because they all stayed together in a, in a big compound and they would always want to see each other. 
And as this goes on day by day, then Jacob realized that there was a need to push things further. He realized there was a need for him to take things a step further. So he reached out to Laban, his master, and Laban made him understand that, okay, if you want my daughter, which is Rachel, the second daughter of Laban. Remember, we're talking about Laban having two daughter, Rachel and Laban and Leah rather. Leah was the first, the, old, the eldest, while Rachel was the youngest. So, and in their culture over there, the rule is that the eldest daughter gets married first before the youngest. So, if you have about seven daughters and the first, or you, as a man, you are attracted to the last of the daughters, you would apparently have to wait till the rest of the daughters are married before you can actually marry the last of them. Uh, you can't bypass the rest of the other ladies before you get to the last lady. So Laban understanding this, um, because Jacob was not in his hometown, he didn't understand the role and the policy that was at stake in where he was at. So he, he thought it wise that, okay, if I communicate my uh, feelings to Rachel's dad, I can always get her as a wife. And he said this, but Laban didn't deem it fit to uh, make Jacob understand what this means. Don't forget, we're talking about the way to love. And so we are just trying to build a background as to what length people can go to really get um, what love really means across to some persons. So while he had communicated this to I believe he would at some point communicate to Rachel that, oh, I love you, I really want you to be a wife to me and the likes. And and maybe after all this being said, maybe Rachel didn't feel that, oh, you would have to talk to my dad, you would have to talk to my family, then let's just move at the pace as this. And there's so much reason that talks about the way to love. The truth of the matter is love is is awesome. Love is, is, is beyond just the name itself. Love, love is an action word. It's not a noun. Yes, it's an action word itself. So the proof of your love is not in words. It's in action. The same way God in his infinite mercy and in his love for the world, he gave, he gave. That was a proof of love. So love is in action in itself. So um, Laban thought it wise that, okay, if that's your decision, then so be it. You would have to serve me for seven years to get a wife. Um, which, which happens to be my daughter's, one of my daughters as a wife to yourself. Then Jacob had been serving all this while. He has been serving, look after, looking after um, Laban's cattles and the likes. But on this note, he has to be much more intentional because he wants something in return for the service in which he had committed himself into. And while he was there uh, tending Laban's cattles and every of those things, um, he understood that okay, he's going on a journey of seven years to ensure that he has um, Rachel as a wife. And while all of those things were really going out, he, he thought he was that okay, at this point in time, it is approaching the pay. The, the pay that happens to be his wife Rachel, and for one or two reasons, um, the pay that was close. Having when it was time for him to get married to his wife Rachel, then Laban had to make him understand that oh, sorry, we don't do this this way in our city the way it works in our own tribe is that the eldest of uh, the daughters is the very one that gets to marry first and because of this really jacob was offended come to think of it how would you feel if it was you having to serve somebody for years for certain things and all of a sudden then the old routine and the ideas to how you should be owner to a particular thing now begins to change how would you feel so as this unfold every day, 
he thought it wise that okay what can i do what can i do then laban made another proposition to him he made another proposal another offer to him and what he made was that okay since you've served me seven years which is only um making you entitled to um leah leah was his first daughter but in in the old picture of the thing jacob never loved leah in the first place he, he only loved rachel but why would you make me um think someone else as a wife because of your rule and your policy um normally if it was um somebody that was only lusting after a person um you wouldn't want to go the second round as as touching serving again you would only call it a day there and say okay i i think I've, I've had my share from i've had enough from having to serve you i think it's high time i leave and i don't even want any of your daughters again then it will pack his bag and go but jacob never saw it that way because the way to love is looking past the process whoever is trying to love genuinely whoever whoever seeks to love genuinely he never considers the process. What what the person is really after is the end product, the resultant effect of the process. So you see some persons um, being in a relationship for five, six, seven years, and the process to them seemingly just looks like a day. But the end product is what would eventually make them become one person. So if they consider the duration, what you might naturally see that oh, this is taking so long. Why are you two still not readily married to each other? But to them, they don't see it that way because uh, their their eyes are fixed on the um, reason, the major reason why they are having things in common. So Jacob never saw the duration as to be something that was tiring or discouraging. He still had to press in. He realized that okay, if I attire for seven years and what I'm entitled to is Leah, okay, um, then I would have to do another seven years to get Rachel. That's 14 years just to marry somebody love and i don't know why i'm taking this from this particular perspective here yeah, i know some of us are expecting that okay i will come on air and i'll talk about how christ loved us and how he gave himself for us and the likes all of these things still um encompasses its nature in this form of love because um christ didn't consider all the pain he had to go through he had to understand the effect of the joy that was set before him which was to please the father to restore people back to him to restore his children back to god and make them one so he had to overlook all the pain he had to go through so the same way jacob had to overlook all the pains he had to go through just for him to be able to serve and still get richer so he served another seven years that makes it 14 years in total to have a wife of his own which um he eventually was able to get another practical scenario where we look at the way to love is to but this is a kind of a much more skeptical way but i want you to only learn the lesson from me is the old story of samson and delilah samson is a child who has been um predestined who has been ordained of god to save the israelite because while he was still um he wasn't um, born to his family at first they had no child and when the angel of the lord appeared to his parent he told him that it would be a nazarene that his hair would not be cut or something and eventually in the long run the old policy the whole purposes of god for samson was to be a savior for the israelites to be um the mighty man of valor that would always help them overcome their praise their that would always help them overcome whatever war or anything they find themselves in but along the line while he was adequately fulfilling his duties and his purposes and the call of god concerning his life he was advised 
that he should never marry from another tribe. That was the old advice he got. But love is, is deceitful if you don't pick it from the right standpoint. If the understanding you have for it is not birthed in Christ, I wouldn't lie to you. If you have a wrong perspective to love from a different standpoint, then it is only called lust. But a genuine love considers things. He sees it from the eye of God. You see things from the eye of God. You weigh the options first in God. Okay, um, I'm talking about this because I understand why um, in, in our society today, many persons just just love randomly they don't consider the options and this drive them into doing several things the, um, if you're connected in any part of our world here in nigeria you would understand that several persons would go any mile they would go they would do anything for the sake of love i've seen issues i've seen news i've seen updates there was even a very close contact of mine i know that somebody we knew so well growing up my and my siblings while we were very much younger she was just a young teenage girl and she, she took her own life. She committed suicide all because of love. Um, she said the person she loved didn't actually love her in return. And, or probably the person she loved actually broke up with her. And she, she thought what was, what was wise enough for her to do at the point was to take her own life. But I am making you understand tonight that um, love in itself, if it's not um, better in Christ, if it is not adequately controlled, the, the, the ripple effect of the actions that come from love can either deaden or worsen the situation. So at the point in time, even if her parents have been making that serious reasons why she should still hold on and not do such drastic action, but love is 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 overwhelming in itself. That if you don't get the end product of why you're doing those things, a person would almost live a frustrating life. You would see people that they've been in union with probably their soon-to-be husband or their soon-to-be fiancé and for several years they just go on and on and when it was time for them to be together um, sudden mishap just happened and maybe for one or two reasons it got jilted and another person just take over the um, a relationship they've been building over the years and such things would almost render the man or the opposite sex useless because they naturally would never see any genuine reason to live out life again because they almost feel like a part of them is, is missing. That's how contagious love can be. That is how powerful love can be. If you don't see love from a standpoint of something that you two are both seeing from the God eye, from the, God, uh, from the eye of God perspective, then believe you me, it would only lead to frustration. And I can't imagine how frustrated the person would be loving somebody that doesn't love you in return. Imagine after Jacob had served the seven years first, he had served the seven years the second time. Then when it was time for him to have Rachel as wife, then Rachel began to act in a way that doesn't seemingly look like it. How frustrated would Jacob have been, knowing fully well that, okay, this was all I was patiently waiting for. So we have to really understand the depth of love. Depth, the depth of love cannot be, cannot be overemphasized. It, it, is, it is magical. It is, it is mystery in itself. Um, beyond the physique, beyond the, the, the physical attractions, beyond the pretty face, beyond the, um, the good shapes, beyond the good body and the likes, one of the things that keep the couples last long, last years, it's the, the, the love that is rooted first in Christ and every other thing find its stems from that particular kind of love. So if you really want to love somebody genuinely, the way to love first is through the Christ kind of love. And I would say this over and over and over and over again, because if you don't begin to see love from that perspective, there is not 
everything you will build that will stand the test of time. One of the parables of the scripture is talking about a man that built his house upon the sand and another that built his own house upon the rock. These two people are builders. One is only wise enough to build his own on a firm ground while the other one has thought it wise to build his on, um, on a shallow or on unstable ground. And these two guys would literally build their house because the whole picture is, okay, we are both building relationships together. One is a godly relationship, the other one is built on a falsehood. And what would make the test of time prove how the quality of the building is when several things begin to occur. Um, nobody pray for evils to happen, but if for certain reasons mishap happen in the relationship and one of the couples have things not to be going good, how would you feel? What would it look like seeing for yourself that, okay, this person you've loved, this condition is happening to the person. We used to love the person in that same um, state as you've loved the person in the first place. So it goes way, way beyond what we can naturally see in our physical eyes. It is, it is so much to contain. So going back to my story about Samson and Delilah, Samson had always been a savior over the years and he was not wise enough to conform to the policy, to conform with the principle, to conform with the pattern as which was commanded to him in the first place. And because of his affection for a strange woman, because of how, how much of a love he has for this woman, one of the things that amazes me was the fact that he, he, he slew people with his great fist, with his great energy, with the ability of the Holy Spirit in him. And one of the things that amazes me, he was in a competition with um, the relative from the wife's part. He gave them a, a redo that if they could crack the redo, that he would tell them, he would, he would give them several things. And this were about 32 guys. And he himself realized that they couldn't know the redo. And when these people realized that they couldn't get the answer to the riddle, they went and complained to Samson's soon-to-be wife, which was actually Delilah, the, neg- the wrong um, person who he was supposed to marry, who he wasn't supposed to marry to. And going forward, after um, they communicated to Delilah, that, why won't you just talk to your husband on our behalf? We are realizing that he wants us to be a partaker of one thing that we don't even get the answer to. Is he wanting to make us poor? And knowing this, Delilah has to go talk to Samson that okay how would you want to marry me and put the rest of my family in abject poverty how would you want them to get this thing to pay you for the riddle you've given to them and he said this on and on and on and on and because of the ripple effect because of the persistence in, in how um, Delilah was saying this you will find this in the book of Judges either 17 or just Judges 16 17 downward you will get the story better so this was such a treasure in, in Samson's art. And they hadn't gotten this riddle till the sixth day. It was almost a day to the finale. And because of the love he had for Delilah, he had to tell her the riddle. And Delilah went forth and told it to a relative. And they eventually were able to get the riddle. And what amazes me the most was that it was not supposed to pay up these guys because he said the rule of the riddle is that if you don't get it right, you will give me, 32 of you, you will give me something quality stuff like that and he said if you all get it right i'll be the one to give each of you something and seeing fully well that they, they were able to get after his wife had snitched on him then he went as i was studying that part of the scripture one thing that that really shook me was that he said <laughs> he said the holy ghost really came on him so strong that he just went with that move of the holy spirit and he he slew 32 men this was way way back in the old testament so, and you might be wondering, okay, why did he have to kill people? Why, why would he be there by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? He killed people. We have to understand that 
there are some persons, okay, this might probably be a story for another time, but let me just quickly say something or two about it. Um, there are people that are called that are part of the tribe of God, and there are some persons that are outside of the God tribe. So there are certain persons that, um, regardless of how they might think to be their enemy of God because of their way of life, the, the kind of things they do, their sacrifice. So if God had told his family that they should not marry from a particular tribe, then he should understand better that, okay, those tribes are partaking in things that doesn't conform to God's kind of nature. So because the, the move of the Holy Ghost was so strong on him, he went without ability, he went without authority. And he slew 32 guys. He slew 32 homes. Like, he went to several homes and he rendered their homes, like, he rendered several people fatherless and they like, just to be able to take possession of that thing so as to please the people he had made promises to and because of that he, he was angry with his wife and he never eventually um went on with the marriage then eventually again um there was the old part because he loved her so much then um they needed to now see something they needed to put him in captivity and there was no way they could do this so they had to go through who he loved so much the same way um persons in our lives that we know for sure that because we love these people so much we would always go out of our way to please them so the way to love is is really beyond what you can naturally do yourself it is it is beyond you you cannot love somebody genuinely and not go out of your way to see that the person is fine it would even make you inconvenient yourself to please somebody some other persons one of the parts of the scripture that talks about if, if uh, a shepherd living 99 other good flocks that are that are even much more than just one and because of the love he asked for that one he would leave the rest of the 99 just in search of the one it's just like you having a hundred thousand dollar notes probably your hundred dollar notes and you have about 20 of them and for one or two reasons one of those hundred dollar notes just falls off your hand you would you would almost seem unstable until you find that one that is how it similarly look like in in the picture of love another part of the scripture that really shook me so much was the whole aspect of david see when you love somebody when you are saddled with responsibility that are greater than you what drives you is no longer the responsibility it is the effect it is what you really want to get at the other end that really drives you because you never would see all of those things tiring have you seen somebody who we are we are in the media age today you see certain persons that on a normal good day they wouldn't do certain things but because of their love for some persons or because they really want to impress some other persons the things that they would naturally not do the things they would naturally not oblige to they would do those things because they really want to feel like a superhero they want to feel like a superman in the presence of such persons you see people that would naturally not want to go to the gym because they don't have the ability because they just don't see it possible but once there is an opposite sex they love so much and once the person just inspire them for one or two reasons and make them serious into believe you me the next thing is they're jumping on the next bus to go to the gym so love is beyond what you think love is not just i love you it's not just in word it is in action jacob served seven years he never saw it as a problem he served another seven years just to get what he wanted and same way, uh, Samson, he, 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 he tried to hold the, the secret of his own, of, of, his, of his power, of his source from Delilah, but the love he had for her was so much that, see, you wouldn't naturally blame him. The truth of the matter is, he, he did the wrong thing first in marrying Delilah, but love is, love is a weapon in itself. Love is a weapon. 
I don't want to know how much you hate somebody. I don't want to know how much you love somebody. Rather, regardless of whatever they do to you, you would always find a place in your act to forgive them. I've seen people in our world today that they are in a relationship with strange people they ought not to be with, and this persons beat them. They like they they abuse them. They abuse the ladies. They they. They hurt their feelings, they hurt their emotions, and you, as a close contact to the person who is being affected on the negative side, you, you seem to be the one advising, you seem to be the one playing the petting game, like, oh, I'm sorry this happened through your boyfriend to you, sorry, get over it, why not break up? And you would see them summon the courage to do this, and all of a sudden the guy would just show up the next instance, and they would be melted again. It would almost seemingly look like they have the key to their heart to them. So love is way, way beyond you thinking you can act on your own even when you are in wrong relationship even when you're not seen or having to love the right person you really need the ability of the holy spirit to inspire you to be able to really get out of search without having to um, be heartbroken so badly i hope we're following through i'm sorry i've been talking for so long that i didn't even ask if you're following through and please i really want you to use the chat box if you would want me to adjust anything i'd want you to please use the chat box so I, I, if you might be seeing some persons that even as individuals, you know you're not drawn to this person, you know you're not attracted to this person, but you cannot just get over what this person keeps doing for you. Even though you're telling this person, I'm not really um, having a reason to, to, to like you or to love you in return because um, truly love has to be two-sided for it to be really strong in itself. Um, even though the person doesn't love you at first, but over time, if the love is really built on too mutual agreement, nothing can um, shake in such. So even when you're trying to make this person feel like, I'm sorry, I really don't want to do this with you, they still go extra mile. They still go extra mile to make you see reason. They're still trying to convince you to make them see reason why they could be with you. I was, I was, about, I was about talking about um, the story of David, how David's own story shook me. Like, I was, really, I was really in awe of what David could have done because of love. He was supposed to get married to King Saul's daughter, and for one or two reasons, King Saul already hated David. In the first place, he loved him because he was skilled, he was skillful, he wanted him to be um, in his army, which he actually was. He was um, his armor-bearer for King Saul. But along the line, he was so jealous of David because God was wrathing and marvelous things through David. God was really doing great things through David. Um, just like as you all, God is doing great things through you, and you have people that are just out there for no reason. They are just jealous of you. They have always cheered you up before. They have always supported you. But along the line, it's looking like you, you're getting so much big wings, and they just develop a threat for you it was like that for king saul and david david was somebody he loved so much he had to talk to jesse to permit david stay with him for yeah, for services and all and jesse permitted him to um, stay with king saul but along the line he hated david so much that he needed to kill him he was trying several means he would throw him spare he would have to send people uh, send him to war it would it would probably stay up nations to battle with david but david would always prevail david would always prevail this was the same david that killed goliath so but david was quite young and he needed he promised him he said okay you want to get married to my daughter yeah and king Saul had thought to himself that okay i think the way i could kill david the way i could bring down david was to give him a tax that wouldn't be possible and because he knew he loved his his daughter already so he told him to his wife that okay since david loved my daughter what could i do okay he said i would ask david to go and bring to me the false skin like the skin you know the way if uh, um, animals the way hunters go in search of animals and they pull out the skin of if they kill lion they'll make they pull out the skin if they kill leopard or tigers they'll pull out the skin and these are some of the skins they use in leathers and shoes he said i want i want you david to go and bring the false skin of hundred men 
So for you to understand how powerful love is, I'll round up soon. Um, you don't you don't see the challenge. You don't you never would see the challenge as anything first. It is the goal that is in your heart first. It is in the goal of the all action that is in your heart first. And why it was being told that okay, I want you to go and get me the foreskin of hundred humans. David never saw that as a challenge. I was reading and I was like, wow, how would he be able to kill hundred men? And the next thing I was reading was that David just saddled himself up. He went ahead with his with his guys, his armies, like you know, over the years he had trained some persons. And he went with them. Guess what? David came out with two hundred foreskins. The assignment they gave him was to come around with 100 skins, 100 foreskin. And he came back with the whole plan for King Saul was to, because he knew this wasn't a possible tax. This wasn't a tax that was possible. He knew before David killed a couple of them, he would have been killed or he would have been um, apprehended too. But knowing this for sure, David went in that strength. Because he was really inspired by the goal of having to marry King Saul's daughter. He went and he brought back 200 foreskins. When they were counting, it was so much that they realized that he had already beat the, the benchmark. So that is the extent to which a person would go for love. So the way to really love somebody is in action. You cannot tell me you love me and you are not showing this. See, beyond the way the things or the society we live in today works, where promises are made over the phones, chats are being made, I will be with you for the rest of my life. I will do this for you the rest of my life. Yeah, we understand this. Today is Valentine's Day and some persons uh, still confess this to one another. And why some persons really experience it, even though they don't confess it as much as some persons do. Some persons just just understand the, the place of acting the love they really show to people. And one of the things I would really want us to wrap up with is to understand the opposite effect of love. Like, when I mean the opposite effect, I know I was talking about the fact that the love in first place is the aggressive one where you don't consider the tax, you don't consider the challenge, you just become a go-getter for all for the sake of love. Even when you, even the thing seems problematic, even when your friends are telling you that, ah, bro, you would enjoy yourself or you go wound yourself or all this thing where they do, nobody send you. The person is not considering that. He's blinded by love. Yes. I think that was where they coined the word love is blind for us. Then when several effects happen, then they say your eyes is being cleared. Yes. It almost seemingly looks like that. But love in itself, you, it's, it's a compelling force that doesn't make you see anything wrong in doing anything for the person you love. Yes. So the other side that I was really wanting to wrap up about was to understand the fact that um, love is is tolerating. Yeah, love is, is submissive. Like love tolerates. There's nothing you would a person who loves you would do to you that would seemingly hurt you. That is why sometimes we just look at God and we'll be like, God, this person has killed somebody. This person has murdered. This person even almost murdered me. And yes, the person on the pulpit becoming a pra- a pastor preaching to thousands of people, being invited all over globally. And you're there wondering that, ah, if I was God, I would have killed this person. But God was just there, trusting, reaching out to this person, like, okay, uh, I know you're my son, I know your mind is being afflicted, um, the, the, the captive of the the old of the enemy has really held you down, he has held you bound, and you can possibly not do that which I want of you from you now. But God is just there still reaching out. And eventually the person saw reasons to love God. And the person comes back and you see them doing exploit for God. God's ways are not our ways. That is a, a, another aspect of love that we have to learn as humans. There are times where we just, we just naturally would expect things to go in a particular way. And those things don't go even from the person we so love. And the way to really show that you love them is to tolerate such action. Even though you know this things hurt so much even though you know that you are not pleased with the actions you still 
just don't have a choice. You have to be tolerative in love. You have to. Love is encompassing. There's so much that love thought. One of the things the Bible is understand that the whole commandment of God is only is only summarizing to have the fear of God and keep His commandment. And I think love your neighbor as you love yourself. That if you keep those two commandments, um, then definitely the world will be a better place because if you do love somebody as much as you love yourself you wouldn't do anything to, to hurt them so it is really important we learn to be tolerative in love even when we understand that some persons are so adamant that they might necessarily not take correction as much as we would want them to do but the tolerative aspect of love is what brings them to um, understanding that, okay, I think it's high time I turn a new leaf. I think it's high time I begin to do this thing. Another part of the scripture that talks this, that, that does justice to this, is the parable of the prodigal son. This is somebody who is loved by his father and he took all of his possessions and he went to a faraway country, having to squander all the possessions he had, having to suffer and feed with the swines and so many hardships in life. He thought it wise to himself that, okay, let me return back to my father. The tolerative aspect of love is what made the father still embrace him with an open arm a father who uh, who is not really tolerative or somebody who wouldn't want to um, even see such child would never pray for the well-being of such child but the father was eagerly waiting for the child to return at every point in time and when he was afar off he saw the child and he didn't deem it fit to stay back he ran down to his once um to, down to the prodigal son that had went and squared out of his well and he embraced him and he still celebrated him how much more when we are in relationship with people not from a uh a lustful relationship now but maybe someone you love and you see that they've offended you in ways that naturally nobody will hear this thing and still advise you still be friends with them but because of the tolerative aspect of love because of the tolerant nature in love they will still you will still find a space in your heart that would always overlook of their past. The same way we have an high priest who is there that is always interceding for us before God. So God never has a record of our sins. He never would consider our sins because we have an high priest. And one of the parts I made is to understand that even though I have an high priest that intercedes for you, even though I have a son that, inter- that intercedes for you, please do not continue in this sin and ask that I be merciful unto you. So when you turn a new leaf, even when you're in relationship with people, just from genuine love, and they do things that offend you or they do things that please you and you keep um, they keep apologizing and you let go of their worries or you let go of their artsy nature to you your earnest desire is that they don't continue in search i could remember when i was way much younger we're wrapping up in a minute or two from now um i, I do things that are really really outrageous i gamble i do so many things and my mom loved me so much that the only way she could re- re- reformat or restore me to default it was to beat me because she had tried every means she could she had made me go learn skills that would really help me do away with idle times um, doing worthless things but along the line after she gave me the beating of my life that made me understand and vow never to do such again the, the aspect that made my life better to today is what's from just that one action and there are times where we just go out of the way like when Nebuchadnezzar was almost thinking that it was the best of all king. God created him, made him have sense that okay, grant fellowship with the with the animals for seven years and you return and give glory to me. So there are times where even when we are doing things that hurts people, we should 
try as much as possible to never do these things and to rather tolerate people in love, teach them to be better, correct in love, love people genuinely, help them to be the best version of themselves. I want to say thank you for joining me on today's episode on Stead Life International Conference. I know we've said so much and I really believe that you've learned a thing or two. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for connecting. And we'll see you again on Wednesday. It would be an amazing session and I trust that um, God will help us to do the justice necessary for this topic. God bless you. Have a wonderful night rest. And this is still Stead Life International Conference. My name is Wankun Ogona. Thank you for connecting. Thank you for inviting your friends to do so. If you need to get across to me, please do so. And I look forward to you reaching out to me. Bye for now. And thank you so, so much once again. Have a wonderful evening. Yes.